The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, gutters. How's the pale ale? Oh, Kevin Goatee here with an absolute gem of a show today. We've got Sean from the Cheap Seat Reviews podcast here. And boy, he hates an absolute pinnacle film from 1999, probably the last great teen comedy, American Pie. Kevin Israel and I are just aghast, astounded, and very much interested to hearing his argument. Before we get to it, guttingthesacredcow.com to grab some sweet merch, hats, mugs, tank tops, tis the season almost, and of course, guttingthesacredcow at gmail.com if you want to advertise with us or just to say hello, or a suggestion. What the hell? Why not? We're open to those, too. Last but not least, check us out on the Joke Community Room in the Metaverse. That's right. Put on those VR helmets and give us a whirl. Without further ado, here's Sean doing American Pie. Gather round, here's what I know. It's just that this cow has got to Oh, this isn't where I parked my car. Kevin Israel, name that film. Oh, I can see it. Fuck. And it, <laughs> it was, it, he was saying, it was, he was saying it as a joke because it was obviously not where you would park a car. Uh, there was another quote I wanted to use from the same uh, film. I thought it was too, <laughs> I thought that was too obvious. Uh, I can see it. Ah, uh, Fuck, this one hurts because I can I, I can almost see the scene and, and, and I can visualize how the actor said that line. Fuck. It was a running gag throughout the film. It wasn't just one scene, by the way. It wasn't was this wasn't spies like us, was it? No. Sean from Cheap Seats Review joins us. Sean, do you know that film? Is it not Dude Where's My Car? It is not Dude Where's My Car. The other quote no. I'll give to you to see if you can get this one. Hey, here's a fun fact. You made out with your sister. Oh, Euro trip. Bingo. <laughs> Attaboys. Kevin Goatee, Kevin Israel, back after another stumper. I thought you were going to get that one, buddy. I really thought that was. I, you know what? I And I could I could fucking see him saying it. All right. That one me. Usually I'm just like, ah, whatever. I wasn't going to get that. But that one was too close. That's well a That was in your craw. Thank you. Yeah. We're back. I hope you're enjoying. Wow. What a run of films people have selected. Return of the Jedi. Back to the future. Of this space. Unreal. This week, Sean from Cheap Seat Reviews joins us. Sean has decided to tackle 1999. Arguably, I would say the second best year of films ever. American Pie. 1999, a budget of $11 million, a box office haul of $235 million, 2022 money, $18.7 million, $400.2 million. Do you think a movie like this could ever do those kind of numbers today? No. <laughs> or a comedy you mean like this? That's just, yeah, like a, you know, like a quasi raunchy teen comedy. I don't like half a billion dollars i don't i don't see it even near feasible i i sit here and i'll be the first one to root for the shit for that shit to happen because are we in a drought or what yeah yeah 
IMDb, as we all know, is a scale one through ten. Sean, what do you think that IMDb has for American Pie? Uh, seven point nine. Kevin Israel. Eight three. Seven one. Mm. Mm. Critics, Rotten Tomatoes, of course, is a one through one hundred score. Kevin Israel, you go first. What do you think the critics gave American Pie? 62. Sean from the Cheap Seat Review Podcast. Critics, I don't know. Critics usually don't like raunchy comedies, usually. Mm -hmm. Um, 53. One of you is one away, like the Price is Right game. 61, Kevin Israel, my co-host, right on top of it. And I ask you now, Sean, what do you think the audience gave Rotten Tomatoes for American Pie? Mm, 80. Kevin Israel. That's, that's right where I was going. I'll go 85. 61 again. Wow. Shocking. That's, that is shocking. I was very floored. Kevin, we've had a lot of films that were just not quotable of late. No Country for Old Men. I forgot the other ones that stood out. This film is quite the opposite. This film is a cavalcade of quotes. I'm going to take a lot of them out, and I'm pretty sure you've got about 20 others queued up, as I'm sure Sean does too. You guys are going to fuck. Fuckers, 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 fuckers. I'll, uh, I'll see you in the no fucking section, a Kevin Goatee favorite. Sherman, what the fuck are you doing here? Oh, my God, you're gay. Spank my hairy ass. What was that? That's when he was watching that porno. Was, that was a, that's a, that's a perfect scene. What? Why don't you locate your dicks, remove the shrink wrap, and fucking use them? What does it feel like? Like warm apple pie. McDonald's or homemade? Suck me, beautiful. Uh, that, was, that was mine. That was. <laughs> this one is a fraternity favorite. Kevin Israel, I'm sure this one jumped out at you. I can't believe all the cool people are here. And you got a keg, too. <laughs> every freshman girl in every fraternity party. Hey, Silver House, the pale ale. <laughs> and, of course, the family and my, the personal favorite in our house, you don't score till you score. <laughs> till you score. Kevin Israel, did I get uh, them all? You, you, yeah, you took, a, you took a lot of them. Um, MILF, 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 MILF. <laughs> I love that one. Which I, have to th- which I have to think led it led to a very successful run of pornography. Um, and, uh, oh, there was, there was another one that just jumped out of my head. The, the, the suck me beautiful is like something that I've actually, I, I say often is just a ridiculous line. So y- you got that one. And how does Ashley respond to that? She does. She walks out. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work for me either. Usually, usually. Oh, and and oh, Stifler's mom. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Sean? Any quotes jump out at you? The only one that I that I that always comes to mind. The one that I hate the most. The thing that that makes know me what he's cringe. It makes me cringe to my core, and that is oh, and this one time advantage. Yeah, yep. <laughs> I left the obvious one out there for one of yep. you, Jake. Yeah, all right. Five fun facts. Five fun facts. Whoa, five fun facts. Five fun facts. Five fun facts. Five fun facts. facts. Noah Levenstein, Jim's dad, is simply brilliant. Why? Because a fact made more impressive when you realize that Levy improvised most or all of the dialogue, according to Levy, I didn't like the part. I didn't like the part the way it was written. It was a little creepy, so I made him more square. It was creepier than it was. Apparently, <laughs> for example, number two, J.K. Rowling ba- based Severus Snape on her old chemistry teacher in the Soup Nazi in Seinfeld was based on soup maker Ali Ala Yegana. As it turns out, Steve Stifler was loosely based on Adam Hertz's high school classmate. A man by the name of Brian Krebs. Her, Hertz and Krebs graduated from East Grand Rapids High in 91. Unfortunately, the real Krebs is currently in prison on secondary degree charges for ending someone else's life, which stemmed from a stabbing in 2011. 
So Sounds Stifler, like something Stifler could have gotten to that. I believe that. Number three, even if the movie did do well in the United States, there was no guarantee it would, it would do the same abroad, which is why Universal sold the foreign distribution rights. With this decision, Universal was betting the film would flop overseas. American Pie did quite the opposite. $132 million box office in the foreign markets. A month before the release, at least one executive called Universal's decision to sell the film's distribution rights moronic. Number four, the first title for the movie was not American Pie. Hertz cheekily titled the film Untitled Teenage Sex Comedy That Can Be Made for Under $10 Million That Most Readers Will Probably Hate But I Think You Will Love. This has to be tied with Borat's like that's a, that's glory, a bit long yeah, for a, yeah, for, a com, for a film. Doesn't quite roll off the tongue as yeah. um, American Pie, <laughs> like a, a Borat's uh, classic make glorious nation blah 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 film. Do you want to take a guess, either of you, how much Stiffler got? Well, Sean William Scott got paid to do American Pie one. It's either incredibly low or incredibly high for it being such a small budget. I would say something like, I don't know. $35,000 or something. Kevin Israel. 55000 $8,000. Oh, that hurts. <laughs> Stifler paid, Stifler got paid as much as it takes to do like a year or maybe a semester of full-time county college classes. They, they spent more money on craft services than they did on that actor. Oh my God. Okay. Eight, that, that's floor, eight, is that even sag or is well, that i wonder what I, he had to bump that up for the second movie right oh they all like, had to yeah. make fuck you money in the second one i mean <laughs> i mean eight thousand dollars that doesn't did that even buy a used plymouth k car like a 1986 version not a good one i had a k car embarrassingly uh and it got an accident okay now it's time for our fans to ask sean what a few questions they want us to ask him. So time for ask a gutter at Newark night. Brandon Oglesby, our buddy. I'm sure KG will gal us and how Stiffler became a worse character throughout the franchise. You're goddamn right. I will, Brandon. I forgot about the webcam scene for years. <laughs> My theory. <laughs> it's true too. <laughs> I forgot about the webcam scene for years. And it has me wondering, do teen movies, characterization of fucked up behavior as adolescents set a bad example for developing teens as they age. Sean, the question is posed to you. Oh. <laughs> I heard of most of that. The internet is being rather uh, unfair. Um, is, is doing bad things as a teenager affect you as you grow up is basically as what I, I understood that teen, uh, teen I, movies. Do they fuck you up? Do oh. they set a bad behavior for teens as they watch these films. I don't. I don't think so. I mean, I watched this film, and there was almost nothing in this movie that I wanted to do. So, um, I, like I would drink say, and fuck. <laughs> um, well, you know, yeah, basically, like you know, like one, like you know, an actual good teen, you know, rom com is um, uh, can't hardly wait. You know, there's a there's a guy in that movie that steals a cop car. Like, I don't want to go out and steal a cop car, but it, uh, you know, no, I don't think it does personally. But all right. That's that's also you know I'm not bagging on the question I understand the question but that's the the same mentality is is that well you know video games like Mortal Kombat are the reason why Columbine happened I'll uh, buy that yeah okay next one uh, at Bango two three three one which is less realistic all the high school kids in quotes looking twenty three plus or the lacro- lacrosse bros actually being popular is that for me also yes it is all these questions are for you. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, I, well, I think we've all are used to seeing 23-year-olds playing high school kids. I mean, none of us thought Zach Morris was actually 16 when, I was, when we were watching those shows as a kid. But I've never known a lacrosse guy to be on the you know, part of the popular kids, personally. Now, I went to a high school that no one liked our football team either. So um, the soccer guys in my high school were the popular ones. So I, I don't know. I'd say, Beach. I'd say the lacrosse. Yeah. I was a, you know, it was a weird school. So I'd say the, 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 the dude bros that are the, the lacrosse team is the most unrealistic thing in the movie. Well, fair. fair. One of the, by the way, Alan Ruck, who played Cameron Ferris Bueller's day off 26 when he made that film. Yeah. And he kind of looked at, 
I saw some I saw some graying at the temples already, which was <laughs> disconcerting to say the least. Ken Bjorn Turner. I saw that movie only once and it did not jump out at me. Not that I hated it. I was just kind of meh about it. Taco shirt Krillin. Rate Slipper's mom one through ten, please. <laughs> Rate Stifler's mom one through ten. Uh, I don't know. Seven. I think you're a little stingy. I'd give her an eight. But yeah. really, an eight? Eight or nine? What about you? What about you? Nine? No. Come on. An eight? Like a nine? A nine is like a freaking model. Well, <laughs> there are certain the, things in perspective. Think... There are certain perspectives you have to incorporate here. She's an attractive older woman, a very in shape older woman. She's refined and she throws down at the ha- drop of a hat. Those things all add up. Are you going to tell me she's below an eight? Yes. Oh, yeah, definitely. What she, is I she? think the I think the idea of Stifler's mom is more alluring than the actual Stifler's mom. I'd say she, I'd say she's. Six and a half. My. If she was Hispanic, it should be an eight and a half in his book. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know yeah. you. Next one at Lord Snurts. As Zyphos gives her a six and a half. Uh, at Lord Snurts, I've always liked American Pie. The movie came out the summer before my senior year of high school. Perfect timing for a comedy about popping cherries and graduating. What's the dumbest thing you or a friend did during high school, Sean? Oh, God, I got to say this on air. Um, Statue of Limitations has passed unless, of course, it's murder. Then it has not. No, I've not, nothing, nothing murderous. Um, I had a my first car was a '85 Nissan pickup, humblebrag stick shift and a oh yeah '85 <laughs> uh, yeah stick shift uh, AM FM cassette no AM FM radio no no cassette. Um, we thought it would be fun to uh, get the guys all in the back of the truck and drive down the newly built uh, interstate near our house at about 75 miles an hour, and they would stand up and pretend like they were surfing. While I Teen Wolf, I was just gonna say Teen Wolf. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, that was. I mean, there were, there was more to the story, but I'm just gonna leave it at that. So I basically nearly killed all of us. So there's that. Did anyone get injured? No, not, nothing like that. I mean, the closest thing I ever injured anyone in my car was we were recreating the scene to Back to the Future, where I was driving the truck and my buddy was on uh, the skateboard. Skitching. That's called skitching. And There's uh a term for that. Yeah. Yeah, I got a little too fast. Uh I just kind of furious. See, yeah. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to see how fast we can go. At about at about thirty-five miles an hour, skateboards get pretty um non-stable. Yeah, I was gonna say they're kind of rickety, I would I would suspect. Yeah. Well, glad to hear all your uh your high school chums made it through okay on that one. Next question. Uh, I believe that may be it. Uh, yep, that's it. That'll close it for tonight's Ask a Gutter. So now, Kevin Israel, I dare say, oh, Katie, super fan Katie Cohen says, Jennifer Coolidge all day, every day. There's something alluring about her, I feel. It is now time for Sean from, of course, the Cheap Seat Reviews podcast to Gut. Gut. The. the. Sacred cow. Five star reviews. Five star reviews by critics. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> All right. So here's here's my time. Okay. Um, this was a movie for me. The main reason why I picked this movie was one, because all the movies that I feel passionate about that I hate, you have already done. So I had to pick something that I felt some sort of way about. And one of your criteria being overrated. And I have always kind of put this movie in that category because it was a movie I didn't watch in high school. I hit this in college because everyone that I went to high school and college was said, you must watch this movie. This is, our version of the breakfast club. And so I thought, Oh, that's high praise because the breakfast club is actually kind of a good movie. So I what? finally watched it. The breakfast club is good. It's a good movie. It's a fine. Oh movie. boy. Oh, we did, well, this the, we did this in the podcast. Why don't you give a, give a listen and you can, uh, you know, you agree or disagree, but up to you. 
Sure. It, yeah. What little I know about you it just feels like you hate everything from the 80s, but that's fine. <laughs> could so, be more, you could not be more wrong, my good man. Well, again, the two things I've mentioned, you've hated both. So there's, there's that. So uh-huh. right now you're at 100% hate on the 80s. Small sample size. Talk about, yeah. talk about Arnold, Schwarze- <laughs> talk about Arnold Schwarzenegger films or uh, uh, some uh, John Hughes comedies, and we're right, right back in this. A John Hughes movie like The Breakfast Club? No, like Ferris Bueller's Day Ferris Off. Bueller's Day Off. Day off. Uh, or Uncle yeah. Buck or Planes, Trains. Yeah. <laughs> Rousing. That's good too, but yeah, it's a it's a John Hughes film. Anyway, so <laughs> this movie just it, it, nothing to me in this movie is all that funny. Uh, I'm I'm gonna tell you the two redeeming factors of this movie. This movie introduced us to John Cho, which of course is our Star Trek connection. I have to do that for every episode of my show, and it gave us the term MILF, which is a lot of fun. <laughs> Other than that, I just kind of hate this movie. Everyone in this movie is kind of terrible. Even the main character, the one of the things I really hate about the movie isn't just the fact that the one time in band camp, which we're going we're gonna to circle back to, because I do hate that part. I just don't like movies where the whole point of the plot is to just shit on the main character. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're saying, well, wait a minute, Sean. Are you saying that you don't like shows like Charlie Brown? No, I freaking hate Charlie Brown. Me I don't too. like any of them. I who gives that kid a rock? I don't understand. Like everyone in his world is mean. I'm surprised he hasn't killed himself. Also, I don't like most Ben Stiller movies because again, most Ben Stiller movies are just people shitting on Ben Stiller. And after about the third or fourth one of those movies, I watched this. I just got tired of it. I just got tired of him just being the punching line, the punchline, sorry, or a punching bag. I, so so that's this movie. The main character, Jason Biggs' character, that's all he does in this movie is just, he's just a punching bag. He doesn't have any redeeming qualities other than he's kind of aw shucks cute. But, but he just sucks. He's just a whatever. Stifler, of course, is a terrible person the whole time. I don't think he, I know in the third movie he has like a redemption story, but like it took him to get to the third movie to get to that moment. Uh, let's see, Chris Klein. Uh, the only good thing I ever saw him do was in We Were Soldiers. Like He's a bad actor in this movie, and I just couldn't be more bored to watch him run around with a stick and do things. If you think that was bad, go watch the reboot of Rollerball. That's really <laughs> bad. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I've wiped that from my head. Yeah, I wish <laughs> you know. I did too, but boy, it's still there, unfortunately. You did mention earlier Eugene Levy. Like uh, he is funny. He is genuinely funny, and he kind of feels like the dad that everyone kind of wanted to have. Like he's the most understanding human ever. Obviously, when you have the the bit with the American Pie, which is just insanely gross and just a waste of food, in my opinion. I just was really bummed out. I mean, you know, that's freaking pie. Anyway, it just I, I didn't like that part. But okay, I, I'm here now. The one time at band camp, yes. You may have guessed it. I am a music person. I was a music major in college. I did go to summer music camp. No, it is not like they portray it in the movie where they're in the woods playing their instruments, walking around. Like that is the dumbest shit I have ever seen. <laughs> I, I actually hate the second one more than the first one because of that. But I will say the one thing that they kind of did get right is, you know, obviously not the flute up her pussy part, but the whole kind of like in Mean Girls when they talk about the sexually active band geeks. Yeah, okay, that's a thing. That's kind of a thing. But still, that's not band camp. Everything about it just was just, I, I don't know. This, the, there's nothing that speaks to me in this movie. Um, I don't know. I just, like I said, I, I don't have a whole lot of points. And I'm sure you probably have a thousand counterpoints to, to my, my arguments, and that's fine. I just, this movie just sucks. I just can't stand it. You couldn't pay me to watch any of them. Um, I, like, th- like, there's a reason why most of these people are not acting anymore. Just, just you know what I'm saying? Like, if, you know, like Jennifer Coolidge has just turned into a punchline of herself. Like, that's all she is, is to show up and, and kind of be the same thing, right? Eugene Levy has a great career. He's doing great. And Allison Hannigan had a great run on a good show, How I Met Your Mother, and now she's doing Penn and Teller's thing. She's fine. But, you know, otherwise, no idea. So, you mean to tell but, me that Tara Reed's not up to some fantastic acting work these days? No. Your friend Elizabeth? Sharknado is, is a phenomenon. Yeah. No, that's 
I mean, you're right. It is great. Tara Reed, the only movie I liked Tara Reed in was actually was the um was the Van Wilder. I liked her in Van Wilder. <laughs> you mean you didn't like her in Tomcats with Jerry O'Connell? Uh I never saw that. I forgot that she was in that. Or 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 and body shots. You ever see that one? Holy shit, that was so bad. Yeah. I even like how her IMDB photo looks like she's just in you know it's like the worst photo ever. Like whoever put that as her photo needs to be fired. If like it was her manager or something, it's a terrible photo. Um, I like how you looked at her IMDb for a photo. Uh, photo. That's that's some deep dive right there. I would never. Well, I'm on. The... I'm on IMDb. I, I'm, oh, I see. I'm curious. Yeah, I'm always curious as to uh, kind of what the photos look like. Like who 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 chose that? And uh, yeah, that's a that's a terrible. Oh, it's a re- it's a bad one. I'll have, to, I'll have to look. Uh, Sean, are you done with your points? Or you went, do you have any more? Do you yeah, want- I think that's it. I might okay. come back with something else, but I think for the most part, I've said my piece. It's just I don't like it. Give me a number one to ten. Oh, God. One and a half, two. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> I, like I mean, seriously, uh, like, I, like put this movie, I put this movie like right above Birdemic. I never saw Birdemic. I don't even know. I never heard of Birdemic. I haven't either. Oh, what is happening? Um, <laughs> Birdemic. Is- Go Google Birdemic. It is the worst piece of shit you will ever see. Basically, a guy had a had less budget than this and decided to make the birds, uh, uh, Hitchcock's The Birds meets um, Al Gore's An Inconvenient Truth. I did hear about this. I just never saw it. You're okay. Okay. I got you. Is it like The Room bad? Uh. Yes, but it's different bad. Like okay. The Room is bad, but it's like a train wreck you want to keep looking at, whereas right. this is like... This is just bad filmmaking and everything is bad, but like, like you're angry at yourself for watching it. Like if you guys watch it, watch it like with friends and with beer, because you're just going to get pissed off if you watch it by yourself. I hate props with, with film watching movies. So we're already at a, at a disadvantage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Noted. I'll, uh, if, I ever, if I ever comes across my radar, I'll give it a, a, about 15 minutes and then say he was right. These, listen, these fun notes, of course, Kevin Israel, let's talk about our, our sponsor, Athletic Greens. Uh, just had some right after dinner, right before I had my, uh, my Japanese whiskey. It is fantastic. Why? It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything. It supports mental clarity. That's why I take it usually in the morning, except today. And I know you take it in the morning, too. I do. I do. And the best part about it, it actually tastes good. Usually, these vitamin supplements are awful. You have to hold your nose while you swallow them down. But mix it with a cool glass of water. It's a great drink to start the day. And I, I really enjoy it, and I look forward to it. It's a small micro habit with big benefits. Uh, listen, most importantly, it's it's... Tons of people take some kind of multivitamin, and it's important to know which one to choose with all high-quality ingredients Excuse me, that your body will actually absorb, and that's exactly what Athletic Greens does. It costs less than 3 bucks a day, and it's cheaper than getting all these different types of supplements yourselves. So go to athleticgreens.com slash GTSC, get one-year supply free of vitamin D and five free travel packets. That's uh, – oh, my God, I just blanked. <laughs> athleticgreens.com slash gtsc athleticgreens.com slash gtsc notes right off the bat we got a scrambled porn joke you haven't lived until you've been beating off with one hand and and flipped back and forth on channel 95 the spice channel with the remote in the other hand that my friends was growing up in the 90s a pre-coke pre-plastic surgery tara reed these indeed are the golden days. <laughs> Love Stifler, but breaks cardinal rule number one. Never refer to yourself by nickname in the third person. Gross. Listening to Oz dropping poetic lines in the car with that girl with the girl made me cringe because it brought me back to how bad my game used to be. I fully blame John Hughes and those shitty 80s and 90s teen comedy movies like 16 Candles like breakfast club hints new york city and jersey girls don't like romantic metaphors mixed with feelings and shit i learned the hard way israel i know you did too <laughs> uh, i never tried any lines i wasn't a lines guy uh until i found my way it was an <laughs> it was it was an awkward journey uh, no way does kevin make it to that cup after that bj from Terror reed if he's ready to go he has at max 
three seconds before he goes. That doesn't happen. He had at least a five Mississippi did that cup and uh, empty himself in there. The subtle jokes from Stiffler, also excellent. He gives a one Mississippi or two Mississippi when he goes, listen, Tara, like we've all been there trying to remember girls' names pre-cell phone, writing your name on her hand, uh, repeating the name over and over and over like a fucking maniac trying to, you know, uh, uh, Kmart sucks, Kmart sucks, Kmart sucks, Maria, 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 Maria. Like that's how you remember names when you were drunk back in the day before cell phones. All the shit you hear in the background of the scenes, like being yelled by random people, is hilarious. One when he's getting blown, dude, your farts stink. Oh, yeah, Don't take a funny. shit. <laughs> the Yeti, I am the this random shit. Funny. There was always one guy who always lied about getting laid, and nothing brought me more joy than calling that piece of shit out. Oh, glorious. This was the first film that really truly captured what a house party really is in high school nothing grandiose no bullshit pizza on the turntable like fucking stupid ass 16 candles no one just destroying the house and toilet papering some host house for no reason none of that it's a regular party people are hanging out drinking and bullshitting and playing i think drinking games here and there and that's it Jim has a dating profile. By the way, he's missing on a key resource. Who does? No one did dating profiles in the late 90s, Kevin Israel. We were all in AOL chat rooms. That's what we were doing. Uh, I was in Yahoo chat rooms. They're the one, yep. Great place for low-hanging fruit or just great for fucking with people in general. Mina Suvari looks like an alien, completely opposite of the alien that Natasha Henstridge played in Species. Oh. <sighs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. I wish my dad bought me porno mags and instead of going to the lending library known as my friends or dirty porno mags found in the woods, that's how I got my smut. Instead, his dad's, his dad's bringing him porn by the bushel. What dad of the year? Who, who hates Mr. Levenstein? Nobody. You root for him. <laughs> and respect to him for acknowledging the levels of the porn magazine. Yes. You know, there was Playboy, Hustler, there was Penthouse, yeah. and then there was Hustler. Oh, yeah. And it all depended on how much you wanted to see and how little writing you wanted in your magazine. Yeah. <laughs> Article schmarticles. I want to. <laughs> I want to see a goop shoot. Let's go. Eugene Levy and Peter Gallagher's eyebrow should do a cage match to the death. <laughs> I knew I'd get you sometime. Those eyebrows are fucking amazing. I keep waiting for those eyebrows to turn into a pupa, then a cocoon, and then see a beautiful butterfly emerge twenty-five minutes later. I don't know about you, Kevin Israel. I completely empathize with Finch never taking a dump at school. I took one shit in high school. That's one shit in four years. And that's because diarrhea was a brewing. There was no choice. I raced home like Usain Bolt and unleashed like a 320 every day, like fucking clockwork, unless I had practice or games after school. But I never took a dump in school. No, 100%. thank you. No, 100%. thank you. And you know how long, and I'm an, as an outside sales rep, do you know how long it took me to break me in my habit of getting over to shitting and feel? Because my mother put in the, in the fear of God, and I said, if our lily white skin ever touched a public porcelain, we would yep. somehow get every known STD and, and uh, flesh-eating virus known to man. Yeah. And, <laughs> and there was syphilis just our, sitting on every surface. Yeah. <laughs> Our our issue was there were no bathroom, there were no stall doors on the stalls. They had been all removed. You, Wait, like, were you, you where were you in the Marines? Yeah, you were those savages at high school? Like middle school, elementary school, and high school, all of, there were no doors. So like the one time that I took a dump there and it was middle school, like the kids were just standing there laughing at you. Yeah, I was just, you do it. Your I principal just, had questionable <laughs> that would not fly into days. It didn't fly Could back in fly. Are you because you're you're literally a sitting duck taking a dump there's no more i'd rather be drafted for vietnam than have to sit there and shit with with no stall door that yeah. had to be oh you poor man yeah that's horrifying casey affleck is better in this film than he was in manchester by the sea let's throw that out there right now because that film was a fucking bore <laughs> the pie scene is iconic i disagree with you sean i think that every dude has fucked an inanimate object now the question is who's going to have the balls to admit it israel What's the inanimate object you fucked as a youngster? I don't know what you're talking about. Ah, see, <laughs> he's a liar. You know, there are two different there are two different pie fucking scenes. By the way, there is there's the one where he's laying on top of the 
table, which oh, is considered the, the, the unrated with the, with the blow job and, kind of thing. And then there's the other one. Yeah. Where it's like, he's doggy styling it standing up and it's not quite as graphic. Although still, although I feel that one is almost worse for some reason. <laughs> like he has to look in the pie's eyes going, look at me. <laughs> Israel's not going to cop to it. Sean, what's nope. your, uh, what's your inanimate fucking story? Uh, I'll not, I'm not going to lie. I had a little, uh, little, little toy vibrator as a kid and that thing worked wonders. As in like a feminine vibrator? No, no. It was like one of those shoulder arm kind of things. Oh, I used it elsewhere. Uh, all right. All right. Again, these are stories I can tell because I know my parents aren't listening to your show. <laughs> Not for long. <laughs> Yet. Yeah. Uh, wet dry vac for yours, truly. I did that. That was uh, fun. It wasn't, a, it wasn't a high powered one. It was like, a, like an eight horsepower. Oh, that's, I, yeah, I don't want to find out how high powered it is. No, 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 no. I would have done it if it was fucking going to, you know, it wasn't like one of those industrial toilets, whatever used to flush back in the day that would suck the pants right off of you. After the pie fucking, when does Jim's dad just break down and buy him a hooker for the love of Christ? Say, listen, it's not happening anytime soon. Let's just take (laughs) you. Don't tell your fucking mother. Happy 18th birthday a year early or whatever it is. Shannon Elizabeth accent is as bad as a challenger explosion. Oh, so terrible. She goes full Carrie Fisher in Star Wars and also abandons it halfway through the film. Did you notice? I did. But you know what makes up for the accent? Damn titties. We all admit that rigging the uh, camera is shitty. People forget, though, that that was not the original film to do that. Chuck Berry put cameras in ladies' bathrooms. Do you remember that, guys? Yeah. And by the way, this film was long after the word MILF was around. This film just exacerbated MILF. We were saying MILF in high school before this came out. I graduated in 1995. Fun fact. You know, I have to go with Sean on this one. I don't remember saying MILF before this movie. I do. I remember that. But this this is the film, of course, through in the lexicon. Fun fact, Shannon Elizabeth is Arabic. You know that, guys? She's from Texas, but her dad is Syrian. And her cousin, Kevin Israel, Tamson Fidel on Channel 11 News. Fun fact number two. Hmm. Both, Some bonuses. Both uh, very attractive ladies. Nothing like being so goddamn comfortable that you get to go to a classmate's house to study and then do some serious bean flicking in that classmate's bed. Yeah, that where's is the, where, where's the that doesn't happen. <laughs> you just said it. I was just about to say it, but you took it right out of my mouth. I mean, that's 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 a confidence that a, that, a, that an eleven has going to some random dude's house I'm just gonna with go. his parents downstairs. Yes. <laughs> Every time you hear that Blink One Eighty Two song, you will always think uh. of Jim running in between houses. I don't care if you hate this film or not; that song will always trigger something. Jim coming twice with Nadia is hilarious. I've never come twice in that short of time span, even in the company of a few nines that I've happened to bed. I've also never had a shot with Shannon Elizabeth. So I'm in a glass house and I shan't throw stones. Although at 45, that would take a Herculean effort to come twice in that kind of time frame, I would suspect. <laughs> and a lot of Gatorade. Yeah. I'm a vitamin water kind of fellow, zero sugar. <laughs> Sorry. Fellas, I don't know about you. I have never taken a shit so violently where your legs shake, but I'm already almost I'm always ready to answer the call as long as I'm home. How about that? Finch is overacting that shit. Okay. We've all had the diarrhea. Your fucking shivers are going right up your butthole. You are just duck walking it. We've all been there, but no one ever shits like it's a 2.7 in the Richter scale. That doesn't happen. I just I like that Tara Reed is in two movies with punchline diarrhea uh poisoning scenes you know i just didn't think about that till right now but there you go yeah what the fuck was going on with that cover band wearing fezes and turbans what was i didn't understand that motif (laughs) and then when they finish some kid goes you suck you suck (laughs) (laughs) the background shit gets me stiffler's mom has not aged well if you see her now oh It's like uh, Vincent Price's House of Wax, uh, and then, you know, whatever. You get an idea. Well, she was probably 40 when the movie came out. Right. She was 38, and I did the math. 38. 38? (laughs) She looked way older than 38. Yeah, those are some some city miles. They sure are. Wow. Okay. Well, I may have to change my answer slightly, but she's still 38. (laughs) She looked looked for, listen, mid-40s, late-40s, but going, all right, fine. Knock down a point. But she plays this role perfectly, and as well as the subsequent yes. films. This film does lose a little comedic steam by the time you get to prom. 
The band geek makes up for it with the audible, say my name, bitch. Didn't expect that coming. That was cute. You're right. The the one time at band camp became the very nice uh, that Borat took in 2005. The annoying catchphrase that every jerk off had to mouth at the office water cooler. This podcast has shined a light on many a film that, you know, that has different effects. Some of them retreat in the dark, hissing like Dracula. <laughs> Some of them show a little tarnish. Some of these films show no tarnish. I laugh at this film They're like a maniac for the first two thirds without fail. Yes, people are going to get tight ass at Stifler. And if you listen to this podcast, you know damn good and well that we both think Stifler is a fucking riot in the first two films. In the third film, he's a fucking cuck. Uh, and he had to, and in part four, he ends up like Will Smith in the Oscars. That's what happened. This film has taken a certifiable formula that the formula has been beaten to death. It's been pounded out 18 different ways, but it's reinvented it with, I think, quasi, it makes some points. Some of the characters, Kevin can be a little bit, eh. Oz is boring. Jim is a punching bag, but at least he finds redemption toward the end. He does get the girl. And it's a, it's a sex positive movie. Everyone gets theirs and it's all fun. And it's all fine and well. And the characters are fucking funny. If you hate them or not, I, I, well, I think they're funny. I do think they're, Oz is boring. But like I said, Stiffler is the captain of this ship. Jim inadvertently. Um, and some of the other secondary characters are hilarious, either intentionally or unintentionally. People want to throw porkies on this list of the classics. On the classic list, I'm going to throw that shit right in the recycling bin. That film is viciously unfunny and propped up on one scene. That's the dick in the shower scene. Those jokes are hacky and run into the ground. This is film. This film is one of the funniest films in the last 20 to 25 years. And that's a sad state of affairs for the comedies that we've seen in the last, in that time. The comedy, the, the, the teen comedy or, or raunchy comedy or, or just fun comedy. It's an endangered list. Let's go, I'll give you a quick run through. Borat, Eurotrip, Anchorman, Jackass Films. 40-Year-Old Virgin, Road Trip, Ted, The Other Guys. I'm not crazy on um, The Hangover we did on this podcast and Old School. I get it. They just don't resonate with me. I think this film still beautifully holds up. Easily passes the remote test. I love it still. Eight out of ten. Kevin Israel. Wow. wow. Floor is yours. American Pie is about a 30-year-old man who is the star player in the East Great Fall East Great Fall High School lacrosse team. After having dating troubles, this soft-spoken creep stalks a choir member by joining the chorus without an audition or anything. The football and lacrosse star also holds an evening job and manages to have a lot of time to hang out with his, with his band of very horny friends who all happen to be terrible people. As he tries to woo the songstress, his buddies make a pact to have sex because that works. That's what the movie is. The star of this movie is not Jim. The star of this movie is Oz. You know why? Because his shit-tastic storyline takes up almost one-third of this movie. I don't give a fuck about Oz and his whispering. Why does he whisper all the time? Every time he, he, he talks to a girl by whispering, it's the weirdest thing. And he's the most boring, dull character I've ever met with the worst hairstyle. I wanted to shave his head by the end of this movie because that stupid one lock of hair just kept falling down as he kept on going, Oh, you think so? Yeah, let's do it. His character sucks. His storyline sucks, and it makes no sense. He just suddenly appears in the choir to, 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 to get laid. There was no audition process. There was no discussion about this. At least if they sat down and they were like, look, we're, we can't find any girls the normal way. Let's do something. And so each of them goes somewhere unusual in the high school to find chicks. He just appears in course, and then all his buddies show up and listen to him. It's it's the worst storyline, and it's one third of this movie. There's not a single laugh when Oz is on screen, and it's and his that his girlfriend who has a forehead you could land a seven forty seven on is we're stuck to believe that she's this love interest that he's just so crazy about. The whole thing is fucking terrible, and it eats up. And I, you know what? And I never noticed it until I watched it this time. Kevin points out, you know, he named a lot of the funny quotes in this movie and there are funny moments in this movie. But the problem is that's all of them. The only funny in this movie is the stuff you remember. Everything that you don't remember is all the fat in this movie that nobody cares about. I don't care about Oz. I don't care about his girlfriend. I don't care about the course or the course, the contest. He, and then, by the way, Oz is such a great guy. He leaves his fucking team in the lurch to go for, to a course a contest i guess because he wants to get laid that's the kind of guy oz is he's a piece of shit who has no loyalty and no dedication to his team he leaves stifler who's supposed to be the asshole 
holding the ball because he just wants to fuck this 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 little troll and 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 live up to this pact that his friends make. Let's talk about Kevin, by the way. Kevin is a whiny little prick who has dating a girl who's four to five points above his league. He should be grateful for her even looking at his little penis, let alone he just sits <laughs> and whines about him her, him not getting to fuck her. You know what? I, the, the, the great redemption in this is in the sequel where she comes back and he has to fucking follow her around because he realizes how bad he blew things. And by the way, when you were 17 or 18 and on the verge of getting laid, you never hesitated to say, I love you. You would have said, I love you to the, to the fucking Hitler if it meant you were going to get to get laid for the first time. And he's, he's having this like moral dilemma of like, Oh, should I say, I want it to mean so go fuck yourself. No, you don't. That's not even your character. Your character wasn't set up to be that Oz. Was the was the fucking wimp ass, wet handed, limp wristed idiot who would have been like, oh, I need I love you to mean something. Kevin was wanted to get laid so badly. He would have met, he would have got bought her a ring. That was the character, the character, that whole evolution of that character made no sense there. The, the, the scene was funny where he gets the book with the books. The whole thing about the book was a little ridiculous, but it was funny. And the idea of him of him performing uh, uh, tongue tornado. Yeah, the tongue tornado while reading a book. I mean, okay, whatever. And her. And by the way, how many people are getting laid with their parents right outside the door? Everybody was hooking up, and their parents are home. I wasn't allowed to be in my my girlfriend's bedroom with the door closed. While let alone like the door closed and like doing like that was that doesn't happen. Um, <laughs> Those are great points, by the way. Those are. I never. I'm here to watch it for the jokes. I'm not. Again, you know my thing. It's only plot it needs to be bare bones but man that was some deep insightful shit about oz he is a complete fuck stick that brings nothing to the table so well done. yeah and and you know what and i'm fine with that but it's so much of the movie yeah it's so much of the movie and there are like obviously the the, the pie the pie fucking scene is is iconic and the scene in the beginning with the scrambled porn which is unfortunately like now Nobody will get it. Like it's a joke that, that it's going to fly over everybody's head, and soon, and like when by the time we're dead, that the, it'll be completely irrelevant because nobody will understand trying to find porn. Like that was a that was a goal at one point. Like you had to search for it. Today, kids are so lazy; they just have to Google in literally anything and fuck, and they have all the porn they want. They don't have to earn it. We earned it. We sure it, did. It, 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 it was so robbed robbed from us. Almost all of the characters in this movie are kind of shitty. Like, like, so obviously, you know, Jim does the whole video camera thing. So he's kind of shitty. Kevin is whiny and like is, is bitching about his, his girlfriend not fucking him. And just he's, he's, he's kind of shitty. Uh, Paul Finch. And then, and then to Sean's point, all the characters who aren't shitty get shit on. Like Paul Finch, who is like this kind of eccentric. And we all, and we all knew people who were sort of like this in high school, like the eccentric guy that we were all like, how did he end up like that? Who wore cardigan sweaters or a bow tie or something weird. And you're like, why did, why does he do? like, if he just doesn't do that, he wouldn't be, but that's just who they were. And so because he's like that, he gets shit on. And then all of the scenes. And I, I love when movies do this, when movies like there's a, there's a moment. And then you have no idea what happens after that moment. Like he walks out of the bathroom. The whole school, by the way, how did that happen? Is standing there to laugh at him because he's shit in the girl's room. And then it just ends. Like how, what happened next? What happened after Jim? Every, everybody in the school watched Jim blow in his shorts twice. And there were really no repercussions of that. Do you know that would have destroyed a kid for life? Yeah. Like he got to go to prom. He still had friends that would have ended a kid's existence in high school. And he got, there were just, there was almost no consequences for any of this. The shining light in this whole movie is Eugene Levy. And maybe that's because I'm 45 now and a dad and, and my, and my, my psyche's evolved, but like, he's the funniest part of this movie. And he's almost the only one in this movie who realizes how ridiculous and odd everything is going on. And he's trying to cope with it in his very awkward way. There are parts of this movie that I love and parts that came up and I was like, oh, this is, this this is funny. This is funny. But for me, there were too few and too far between and too interspersed 
with the bullshit storyline about Oz and about Kevin trying to say, I love you and all that bullshit that I didn't want. I wanted the funny. I wanted the funny constantly. This movie passed the remote test because there's enough scenes in it that make you say, I want to see that scene. So maybe I'll stick around for it. But so much of this movie, I don't want to see. And I don't care about Stifler's a great character because we all know that party idiot who I have a friend who's still like that, who's still (laughs) just living for the good time. And it's crazy but we, we know people who are like all of these people. The girl, the girl with the curly hair, who, by the way, still looks exactly the same. She like, you know, she like the like the, the mysterious like, oh, she must have had a lot of sex at some point, and But you never got to know exactly what her story is. We all knew people like this and we all knew situations like this. But the, but again, there was so much fat in this movie that wasn't necessary. This movie was, I think, a, a hundred, uh, an hour and 39 minutes long, 32 minutes long. It could have been an hour. The movie should have been an hour long. It should have just been all the funny stuff cut through it because there really was. I mean, the point was to get to the end where they all fuck. And 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 the, and the coup de grace for me in the movie is the end where Oz is sitting with the, with the choir girl like on a chair on a dock with a blanket wrapped around them, drinking a cup of coffee. I'm like, they're in fucking high school. Who's doing that? Where is this moment happening? It's re- that's absolutely ridiculous. It, it, it was, it, it was too much of him, too much of, of Kevin's whining and not enough funny for me. I remember it much more fondly than I felt about it when I watched it just last night. And I, and I almost regret it because the movie, the movie came out for K- KG and I, I don't know how old you are, Sean, but it came out for us like right when we graduated college. So like we were still in that kind of mindset and it was a perfect timing for us. And I wish it stayed there because watching it, uh, watching it again, the act, like Sean said, the, so much of the acting is terrible. The jokes, the jokes that hit are all great and all legendary. There's just not enough of them for me. And there's too much fat on the bone. So for me, the movie is now a five. Whoa. I would have expected you to be almost hand in hand in my camp with me. I, I tell you what, I, I 100 expected to be too. <laughs> I tell you this, you may seven. I dropped it. <laughs> I, 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 we all know that those are like, all right, all right, get to the jokes, get back to the jokes, get back to. There was two, you're right, there's so much shit of him in there that was nothing that was redeeming or fun. When he left, when he left to go, when he left the game in my mind, and maybe this is just because I create, I rewrite movies to make, to work the way I want them to. I thought he, I thought the game ended and then he like ran to go to that thing. When he left them, I was like, what a piece of shit. Yeah. That's that's a great (laughs) I mean, we played sports. Like you would never do that to acquire practice. Yeah. Something you just, he'd been playing lacrosse all of his life. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, the last game of your, oh, you know what? Fuck it, halftime. I'm out. Right. Got to go sing how sweet it is to some four. <laughs> Ugh, and I hate that song. That's <laughs> terrible. Uh, let's see what the critics think. Could they, could they be more critical than you? <laughs> critics, five star reviews. Sean William Scott's great Borscht ca- creation, Stifler, provides nice flashes of idiosyncrasy away from the more stereotypical characterizations of the four main friends. That's a left-handed compliment, backhanded compliment. Which you want to use. Yeah, I, I, I have to write a Zen diagram for that one. Venn diagram. Venn diagram. What makes American Pie stand out is ex- extreme commitment to the bit, ex- relentlessly sex-positive attitude, and its sneaky ability to be both disgusting and kind of sweet. American Pie shows us how little boys know about sex going into it and how little the act really teaches them about it from as well. But the true joy for us, the audience anyway, is the chase vulgar and heartwarming? It could have been a lot worse. How many BJ's have we? How many BJ's? <laughs> after how many bad BJ's have we said that as guys? Like, eh, it could have been worse. Jeez. This is one of the greatest teen films of all time. That person must have gone to, went to my high school because, yeah. And to answer your question, I'm forty. So I'm okay. So you're years, younger than us. All right. I'm a few years younger. So yeah. So like this was, I was in high school when this was going on. So that's why people were like, this is our high school. This is the movie that's our generation. And I'm like, no, it's not. Can't hardly wait is better than this. I hate it. Can't hardly wait. So um, see, I had such a huge crush on Jennifer, um, Jennifer Love Hewitt that who's going to love you, a man. Duh. We all did, but that, even <laughs> yeah, that film could save her. Yeah. We Everybody. all did. Critics, one-star reviews. Critics, 
one star reviews. Critics one star reviews. Rest of the rancid jokes, listless performances, and mild sauce mischief bury the basic boner novelty of American Pie alive. Eleven years later, it's still the same insufferable, meaningless hooey it always was. <laughs> Who uses Huey? Huey. Unless we're talking about Huey Lewis in the news. The production is amateurish and cheap looking. It's $10 million budget, asshole. What do you want? <laughs> what did he want? Special <laughs> effects? I mean, Wait a minute. Uh, <laughs> this is this is coming from the guy that was ripping the, the special effects and props on the Princess Bride. And again, that's like a $20 million movie. They put more into that than they did. This is a comedy. More in the, in the fucking, you're supposed to have, you don't need a whole special effects and, and, and scene thing in comedies. No, you're not wrong. That's a, that's a dumb point, but you're, yeah, you're not wrong. Thank you. Uh, the production is amateurish and cheap looking, but two decent performances are worth mentioning. Chris Klein is a sensitive jock. Oh, go fuck yourself. (laughs) This person can't choke on a fucking razor and a dildo fast enough. And Allison Hannigan is a nerdy flute player. <laughs> well, wait, by the way, I forgot one point. Sean, I was also in the band in high school. Uh, and I did go, I went to band camp four years. And our band camp was in the, it was actually at a camp in the woods. And we did march around the, the woods. So it does happen. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. What, where did you go to school? Like, I don't understand this. this in is- Central Jersey. We went to yeah, we went to a, a camp up in North Jersey. Stokes. It was it was right outside Stokes. Yep, <laughs> we went there. In, we went there in sixth grade for a field. Yeah, trip. that's where 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 Friday the Thirteenth was filmed. And that's where I held a shit in for four days and came back because I was so backed up. My brother and sister did too, and I blew up the toilet, and uh, that was fun. But that, those bathrooms were filthy, filthy. American Pie is the latest in a long tradition of immature, self-indulgent comedies that celebrate the recklessness of adolescence. Yeah, it's called being a teenager, you fucking bore. Jeez. What kids aren't reckless? My God. What could be more amusing than a bunch of sex-obsessed teenagers? Almost anything. (laughs) This is my favorite. Pie is more like the C student who later makes a bundle, then comes back to endow the school. (laughs) <laughs> good that is that good is good That's amazon good uh, finally amazon five star reviews amazon five star review the booze it's time for amazon five star reviews five star reviews watching for the first time in 2021 it's just not as funny and entertaining but it, it's it's really a historically important movie as it really defined the perceptions of sex, virginity, high school, and so on for, the gen- for a generation. With movies like Fast Time at Ridgemont High included in the National Film Registry at the Library of Congress, I would hope this movie is also considered for its significant impact on the culture. Anyone who cites a National Film Registry should be having a conversation about films. <laughs> Purchase for my son and his friends to watch on his 17th birthday. Laughter, embarrassing moments, and breasts. Signed, Al Gore. Great movie, my friend. And I used to quote it when we were in high school to mess with people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sounds like a lot of fun. The perfect start to the conversation, in quotes, with your teenager. Fun fact, uh, Donna and Greg Goatee, my parents, took my sister Jill, who was 16, to this film in the theater only because I said it was funny. Now, if they would ask a follow-up question, <laughs> what's it like, I would have said, not for my 16-year-old sister. But they walked, they called me immediately after, go, thanks for telling us all this shit was in there. I said, you didn't ask. You said, is it good? I said, it is good. It's hilarious. But you didn't ask, you didn't say, I'm taking Jill to go see it. So that's on you, Donna and Greg. <laughs> Wow. Amazon one star reviews. Amazon one star reviews. Here come the Amazon one star reviews. I shudder to think how dumb I was as a youth that I remembered this as being funny. Everything is cringeworthy. The movie, or myself as a youth, is terrible, insipid, and not worth the time. It is heartbreaking <laughs> to see such, at the time, promising actors as Flaherty. Oh, that's what's her face. The, the band geek's last name. Delivery, su- delivery, 
I cut and paste. I don't edit. Such terrible lines with such a terrible character. I'm glad she was given the chance to work so much. Sorry. I'm glad she was given the chance to to so much better work later. And by later, mm. I don't mean American Pie too. Yeah, I had that. I thought like, am I jumbling words? No, I'm not. Wow, this movie or my youth was a disaster. Perhaps both. You know, what's more disaster: grammar and syntax. Yeah, they must have been a writer on this movie. Reading. <laughs> Good. Kevin Israel, here you go. I believe I was charged twice for this movie on the same day. No, you just wanted to watch <laughs> what's her name take her shirt off twice. Can you blame him? No. Honestly, could have been such a better movie without all the stupid nudity and sex. Had a couple of cute spots, and that was it. Signed, Michael Richards. Mm-hmm. All the all that stupid nudity. Yeah, boo. <laughs> this asshole. This, this movie was trying to be the next Porky's. You know what the difference is between this and these two movies is? Porky's is actually kind of funny, and it came out in the 80s. This should help you gain some perspective on how tired this premise is. God, Porky's are so bad. They made three of them. They made four American Pies and countless DVDs. Yeah. Whoops. I didn't know they made a fourth one. When you said the fourth one, I was... The Reunion. The Reunion. I, oh, I, I never saw it. I only watched up to the third one. No. It's, not, it's, it's not good. It's definitely better than Wedding. Wedding was... Wedding was... Uh, I, I want to unsee that. That's all. It, it, it was, it, I felt awkward watching it for the director. To suggest this movie has anything resembling a cohesive plot is ludicrous. I could take a dump on a piece of notebook paper and it would be a better movie script. <laughs> Signed, Stanley Kubrick. No. Uh, I'm 20 years old and I have a very good sense of humor. I like to laugh at things that are truly funny, not stupid stuff. And this movie is definitely not funny. By the way, anyone who says they have a great sense of humor doesn't have a sense of humor. It's like the people that say out of my that, mouth. Yeah, that's like people saying, well, I'm very humble, and now I'm going to show you yeah. how. Oh, like those people. Uh, what's that? Oh, God. What's the term on social media when you do that? I, I just blanked on the term. Humble brag? The no, humble no, no. brag? No, not humble brag. Uh, social, where you're trying to show how, 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 how ingenuous you are and how... Social justice warrior? No, 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 not that, not that. We're we're on the same vein, though. I'm gonna fuck around and get this. I'm gonna get this if it kills me. Um, we're showing you're you're trying to you're trying to show how worldly and how accepting and how you. Well, I do this. It's two words. Whatever. We'll think of it later. Fuck. (laughs) Whatever. Kevin Israel, um, did you or did Sean got the sacred cow today? (laughs) I think Sean and I tag teamed this one, and. uh... I, I I feel like this movie was gutted. I agree. I'm sitting here. If I knock my score down a point, a full point, that's bonkers. And especially a film that I love. Yeah, that that those those you made some monstrous uh, arguments for that, Kevin. So bullied for you, Sean. Great points as well. I I just I forgot again. Oz is just ah oh, fucking. That was the only good thing about wedding. They aced him out, but they brought him back yeah. in part four. Yeah, I, I saw. I actually saw just the cover of it. I was like, "Oh, they brought him back." And what's her name? Mia Suvari, whatever her fucking name is. Yeah, she was. Too, she was. Uh, what else did she do besides American Beauty? Okay, <laughs> that'll do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, Sean, shout us. Uh, shout out what you're up to, where we can find you, all the fun stuff, so the kids can uh, look you down. Uh, yeah, man, this has been a, a riot. Uh, cheat seat reviews is our podcast. We're the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. Uh, you can check out our website is cheapseatreviews.libsyn.com. There you'll find links to all of our things, including merch and other links for uh, other old episodes. Uh, that's kind of the easiest way to find old episodes. We are, I don't know when this will air, but as we sit here tonight and record on April 4th, uh, we are about mm, eight, nine weeks away from our 400th episode. And uh, so, yeah, we're pretty excited nice. for that. Congrats. For you. That's a hell of, a, that's a hell of awesome. an honor. Kevin Israel doing his best Bruce Springsteen, born in the USA, flag in the back pocket. Yeah. Reader impression. What are you up singing. I got some shows coming up in Connecticut. Uh, <laughs> two, three, four. 
I haven't mentioned this before, but leave us a five-star rating and a quick few sentence review on your podcast platform of choice. It means the world to us. And Kevin Goatee loves to shout you out. So if you want to be featured on Gutting the Sacred Cow social media, say something nice about us and we will do you a solid. Also check out KevinIsrael.com for upcoming dates. I got a lot of comedy shows coming up in uh, April and May. So you should be able to see me somewhere. And uh, and yeah, thanks, Sean. You got you were great. KevinGoatee.com for likewise shenanigans. GuttingTheSacredCow.com. GuttingTheSacredCow, of course, on Patreon. Patreon.com slash GTSC. Thank you, Lord Snurts, for joining up lately. Appreciate that. And, of course, five-star reviews. We love them. We need them. And uh, you guys made March our second biggest download month ever. So that was awesome. Thank you so very much. If you want to advertise with us, GuttingTheSacredCow at gmail.com. Sean from Cheap Seat Reviews, thanks for jumping in in a pinch. We appreciate it. Appreciate you, sir. Everybody else, take care. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T dot com. Corient.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.